This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is now 5.40 and it's time for today on Twitter where people are asking, would having Kyrie Jamaluddin nominated as PM change the game? So this is specifically from a tweet by Bawal Sakti, which is um, a, a great Twitter handle, <laughs> I have to say. Bawal Sakti. So, um, And it simply posits, if BN nominates KJ as PM candidate, it would change the game. And it has gotten a fair amount of response um, with, as you would expect, I think, with any nominee particularly any nominee, I think, any candidate. Um, there are people who are pro, people who are, okay, people who are very pro, people who are very con, and others who are making points specifically about the party, I'm um, no in this instance. So if we look at some uh, a sampling of the tweets that are pro this idea, Ayan says, agreed. In fact, Bukan Setakat BN, all parties need new and young candidates. Um, Mo, meanwhile, says, definitely. Some may even say game over for opposition, even before the polls. Uh, Chris says, I would like to see that. And frankly, I would lean another way. Firstly, new and young candidates, I feel, is being applied quite subjectively here. Um, uh, <laughs> um, with with this particular candidate who has been in politics for yes, for a long time, for a long time, mm. um, and in fact was in the youth wing a while ago. Uh, but that said, um, I think some of this is also definitely coming from um, what I'd like to call recent public memory, right? Because. Um, Kyrie, if nothing else, as health minister, has had to helm an incredibly difficult time um, for Malaysia. And I think part of the issue here is that um, I think part of the issue here is that it is um, it, it is it is a sort of outsized. It's an outsized reputation to have, but also one to manage at this point, because you have the baggage from the party on the one hand. Um, you also have what seems to be a rather tenuous position within the party. But on the other hand, a lot of public support. So it's it's an interesting time, I think, for him as a personality. Uh, now, if we look at the anti, um, some other opinions come through. Um, Jun T D, Jun T Dai, I'm not sure which, uh, says, why do people still want KJ as their token of change in Amno? He's a pot as black as the kettle. A theme coming through in the the anti tweets. Um, so uh, Namurat says they won't. He's a valuable token progressive slash intellectual. Uh, meanwhile, Arif Akib says unlikely. He's only popular amongst the urban voters. Now these aren't exactly the same point, but they're certainly cousins, right? Yeah, and, and I think that's always been, um, in a weird way, both his appeal and his, um, depending where you're standing from, uh, weakness in the sense that you only appeal to particular kinds of voters. Now, as to people who, um, oh, we actually have a rather interesting point on the anti side um, from Rajai, who says, why him? He doesn't hold any post in AMNO or BN, not even Ketua Bahagian, right? Logically, the top five of AMNO should be nominated as PM. So I found this kind of uh, disheartening mostly because I... I am not a huge fan of this sort of party hierarchy. I understand that it is how things have always been done and that this is the pathway towards uh, leadership, more senior positions, um, plum jobs, actually. But overall, I, I wish that... It reminds me of our conversation with Professor James Chin yesterday, in mm. which he pointed out that really what we're talking about when we talk about politicians and how well they do 
is often not even tied to how much they appeal to the electorate. It's a lot to do with how strongly they champion the party's ideology. And I think that there is something... um, kind of disheartening about that because we have seen parties disappoint us in a number of ways in recent years. So the knowing that what Rajai's point is, is a very solid one, that ultimately you need to be in a position of some influence within a party to get anywhere anyway. But knowing also that a lot of parties have elements that need changing, yeah. disheartening. Yeah, and then I think in cases like these, there are other things that could be looked at. For instance, um, the person's public record and service. Um, we have others making some relevant points as well. We have uh, Sue Ali saying, I doubt it. I think KJ needs to rehabilitate Amno to gain confidence before the Rakyat would give him that mandate as PM. He has to root out the crooks that have been embezzling money. He also needs to be able to assure that he is not um, a bigot to reach that position. Which is where the issue of belonging to a race-based party mm. comes in, right? Uh, Cheryl Mirza says, Nola, if BN nominates an MCA or MIC candidate as PM, then it would change the game. So really, it's that phrase, what would change the game um, that is really uh, at the heart of all this, right? Because um, changing the game would require not more of the same. Anyway, let us know. Do you think KJ should be PM or who else would you like to see? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a WhatsApp or send us a voice note at 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. So keep it here, BFM 89.9. Bole for Malaysia. Ha. BFM 89.9. It's 5.51. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. And on today on Twitter, we were discussing a tweet that has been garnering some interesting responses, uh, essentially asking whether nominating Kairi Jamaluddin as PM would be a game changer for BN. Uh, and so we've been asking you for your thoughts. Do you want to see him as PM candidate? Who else would you like to see? You can share your thoughts with us. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, we have plenty of thoughts. It started off looking good. <laughs> so um, at the beginning, at the beginning, the messages were more in favour of this idea. And as time has worn on, not so much. And there have been uh, different names and different historical incidents being brought up. So uh, let's just start with the positives. Uh, Anil says... KJ is a prominent candidate, very forward-thinking, and actually has a decent amount of concern for the right yet, but sadly, he's not on the right side. Um, Winston says, yes, KJ for PM, he is a new, he's new-gen, smart, intelligent, calibre, hard-working, experienced cabinet minister, and lastly, under the bureaucracy of our parliamentary system. Mm, yes, and those are actually some of the things that come up from people who generally tend to think that um, here's a politician who has been pretty successful in the last, um, successful in carrying out his duties. And so why aren't we seeing him progress further, right? But if we look at the people who perhaps not so much a fan of this idea, um, a number of themes come through. Um, First, we have Kaur who says, BN nominating KJ for PM, that won't cut it with the majority of Malaysians. Folks still remember his exploits during last administration. He and Hishamuddin waving the Chris uh, and the recent disclosure during the UKSB trial on unrecorded donations. Uh, the fact that he's still with AMNO tells us that he's commis- committed to racial politics. Do we really want this? Mm. So I think that 
That is tough. I, I honestly think so. I was thinking about it earlier, whether I would, I think it's a game changer, but that's just because I uh, report on politics and, and observe it. So just from an observational point of view, I think it's deeply interesting. From a personal point of view, I think that if we want to move away from race-based politics, then we do need to stop looking for the the right people uh, within parties that are still racially inclined, you know, because then it's very difficult to argue on the one hand that, yeah, yeah, this is something we want to move away from when you do have someone who is intelligent, um, who is capable, but who is nonetheless part of a party that, that stands for that, right? Mm. It's, it's kind of difficult to reconcile. Wendy says, will he really be a game changer to Malaysia's political landscape or just the face to the same regime in a more technological era? I'm leaning towards the latter. He would really need to prove that he can change things in such a traditional and fixed party and system. I doubt he can do much. So uh, Wendy also mentioned Nurul Iza, um, and that is a name that's coming up in a number of other messages. Um, Norman says it would be great if Pakatan Harapan nominated Nurul Iza for PM. Game over to the rest. Fence sitter and female voters would definitely vote for Pakatan Harapan. I mean, um, besides the fact that she has consciously taken a step away from um, from the, the larger party machinery, certainly a name that comes up, I think almost every time we do a show like this and who we'd like to see helm parties or even the country. You know who else, though? You know who else? <laughs> Dad is coming through. So uh, Norzi says, I would love to see Anwar announce his retirement and throw his full support and back Rafizi as PM candidate should PKR win the election. This would change the whole current political landscape and I believe this will be the, west way, the best way to bring Malaysia back up again. He would be remembered fondly as the key figure in rebuilding the nation, albeit not as one of the prime ministers. Alas, one can only hope. Uh, KJ is a great candidate too. Meanwhile, Nini says, all support for Anwar Ibrahim him, he should be able to deliver for another five years. Um, the the moral of the story here is not to penalise your supporters, irrespective of colour, race and religion. So, some left field choices. Um, we have an anonymous listener saying, Wan Junaidi, SPM, an effective and no-nonsense minister from East Malaysia who can bring Sarawak's multi-ethnic and multicultural harmony to Peninsular Malaysia. Malay- Malaysia. Uh, might depend who you ask, but taken on board. Meanwhile, another anonymous listener simply says, Said Sadiq, SPM. Talk about youth and young. I know. Um, you know, Wan Junaidi has been a, a name that's come up quite often in recent days. Just interesting to observe. Uh, Ro says, hmm, have we forgotten my Sajatra? Uh, followed by thinking emoji. Um, anyway, if it's just looking good in those trendy tight work trousers, Fami for PM. I want to make it clear that this is Ro objectifying MPs and not me. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> just to be very Worth clear. saying. Um, also, I mean, I think fashion, as we have learned from our current PM, can often be quite a conversation point when it comes to our politicians. So never play that down. Um, let's see. We have some people simply talking about, I think, qualities that they'd like to see. Uh, Lynette says, we need politicians who have integrity, deliver results and care about the right yet, regardless of age, gender or party. An honest outcome matters. I mean, I, I completely agree with that. We also have other messages coming in. Still talking about appearance. Um, so, Matt Aziz says, another PM candidate is Tansri Anwar Musa. Why not him? Highly educated, eloquent, and has a charismatic facial look. <laughs> well, there you go. Looks good on a poster. I mean, I, I love... I haven't actually heard anybody 
uh, described as having a charismatic facial I look. I feel like that should be on some people's resumes. Right? Such a great line. <laughs> um, we have, let's see, Legion saying, my election wish, Adham Baba never in a ministerial position, KJ as deputy PM. Oh, I wonder what your choice for PM is then. Mm, I, I'd, I'd love to hear that. Um, Wing Chung says, KJ? No. His history and background doesn't make him a good candidate. Um, there, there's baggage there. Uh, why not Rafizi? He's hardworking, young, full of good ideas, has a very clear vision and is clean. Who else would be better? Uh, we have Des saying Hannah Yo for PM. So really a lot of uh, names coming through. Keep those thoughts coming. Uh, do you think... Kyrie should be PM. Who else would you like to see? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a WhatsApp or voice note zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. So keep it here, BFM eighty nine point nine. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM eighty nine point nine, the Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.